What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 205. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. Today we got my buddy Andrew Janicek of Rock Creek Revival. Uh, he also plays in Bilgewater Bluegrass. Uh, this is his second spin on the show so far, and I want to catch up with him because uh, I've been seeing him around town over in Frederick playing gigs, and uh, sounds like he's got some new music out. Uh, the song in question is Take Me Back to the Country by Rock Creek Revival, and uh, obviously you can find that wherever you stream music. Um, in our conversation, we just kind of caught up and talked about the uh, current state of bluegrass, banjo playing, and uh, all kinds of stuff. So, uh, regardless, uh, wherever you may be listening from, thanks for doing so. Uh, thanks for supporting local music. Uh, hopefully you enjoy the episode, uh, whether you're friends or fans of Andrews. But, uh, yeah, in personal news and notes, gearing up for a pretty big weekend. Uh, you can keep tabs on the Hollow Truths fan page to see where I'll be. Um, but the main thing is, uh, second annual part-time Rockstar Fest is coming up. In just about two weeks, uh, less than two weeks really. Uh, it's June 3rd at Fishhead Cantina in Baltimore, Maryland. We got like 15 bands on the bill. It's a very eclectic mix, uh, all genres for sure. Uh, it'll be 10 bucks at the door. Uh, there's lots of good food, lots of good bartenders. Uh, should be a good time. It's 4 to midnight. Um, other things I usually mention is there is merch for this podcast on Shopify. You can find the link in the episode notes if you're interested. Uh, part-time Rockstar Productions is going to. Um, definitely picking up for the summer, doing more shoots around town. So if you're looking for a music video or anything like that, definitely hit me up. And then the sponsor of the show, Truly Strings Guitar Shop out of Laurel, Maryland. Uh, Steven, my buddy, the luthier, runs it. And... Uh, definitely tweak your guitars if they uh, need some tweaking but uh, other than that uh, we'll get to the conversation with Andrew the song that you're about to hear is called Take Me Back to the Country I think they um, usually they're pretty booked out for the year, but they had decided they wanted to start doing some duo stuff and randomly asked uh, Russell. So like that gig was only planned like a week beforehand. So I was glad that. Uh, nice. I mean that place is great. Uh, I think they're packed regardless. But I always tell myself that it's a good crowd because good music. But uh, no, nah, that was a fun one, man. We've been um, we've been busy. Anytime we get to play at Firm, I'm I'm psyched. Yeah. No, I mean. Uh... 
Ryan, uh, one of the bartenders there, he's in uh, another band, which I'm pretty sure you would know because they're definitely kind of up the old school country alley. Yeah, Ryan Keith band. Yeah, the Ryan Keith band. It's so. hard to keep uh, between Ryan Keith and Shane Tripp and Moran and all the like. I can't keep all of them straight, but I know yeah. that whole, uh, Annapolis folks. They do. They're awesome, man. They do. Uh, they do a lot of Childers and Sturgill and old school yeah. stuff. And they are. Uh, uh, bass player from Bilgewater, Jimmy, is the bass player with Ryan. So. Nice, that's awesome. So it, it's yeah, totally it's all super incestual, and I'm not making <laughs> oh, yeah. a West Virginia joke here necessarily either. But, no, we're all, all one big uh, clan. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's cool that I mean Annapolis does seem to have that. I think like pretty much, I don't know, whatever bar you go to, like it has a sort of organic you know, built in crowd a little bit because they, you know, generally expect a decent band, you know, of a certain caliber. Yeah. Uh, so I completely agree. The, uh, all those, all those guys are phenomenal musicians. Uh, you know, we just did, um, I don't know if you've done it or not. Do you know that Kensington studio guys? Yeah. yeah. And I've had them on the podcast too. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're awesome dudes. They, uh, they, had, they reached out to me. We were trying to get something up, set up for a while. Um, and then finally we, we went over there in, uh, March and we did three, maybe four videos, uh, and recordings. And we did it at the, the basement of the Eastport Democratic Club, yeah. um, which was, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I had always, like, I grew up, I knew Ben from like growing up and playing basketball, but I, you know, I'd seen their videos or anything, but I had never, uh, dealt with them before, but that, uh, that video session was great. They do they do awesome work they uh they were super professional it was fun easy easy recording which is not not always the <laughs> found out is not always the case when it comes to recording so that was a nice uh nice little pleasant surprise but yeah they uh anything those annapolis guys man there's a there's a lot of talented people there's a lot of cool places to play and there seems to be a lot of people that care about music which is which yeah. helps always nice <laughs> yeah for sure but uh I don't know. Obviously, your your neck of the woods is a bit more out west, so uh, it seems like you've been staying busy there as well in uh, Frederick and beyond Hagerstown and everything yeah. else. Uh, Frederick has been like a godsend uh, for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know where I, so I live about 25, 30 minutes from Frederick. So the more the more gigs that I can book out that way, um, obviously that's been my plan since I moved up that way and. Yeah, there's no shortage. I mean, it's the yeah. same. The different, obviously, it's a very, it's a different vibe than Annapolis. But you know, there's a lot of people that care about music. There's a lot of good musicians. There's a lot of cool places to play. Um, and generally, I find that you know, there's it's a supportive audience. I've never, uh, you know, yet to be booed off stage or told <laughs> to go anything like that. But uh, yeah, Frederick's been awesome, man. There's, uh, you know, all these breweries just keep popping up. I keep waiting for, you know, yeah. the bubble on that but you know there's still people doing that there's distilleries and wineries there's it's yeah. funny where i live is you know most people would call it the middle of nowhere but as far as doing music or playing music goes um you know i can i've got multiple gigs that are you know 15 20 minutes from my house which again to, to most people it doesn't sound like a lot but you know for me i'm like this is this is a win i can you know yeah. i can live out still you know i've got a winery right behind my house they do a big bluegrass festival and then we play a lot of the town parks do uh you know concert series out here it's super old school you know 
the yeah. people out sitting in the lawn chairs and all that good stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm super happy with uh, kind of my location and how uh, how things have been going. I mean, obviously, bluegrass plays plays pretty well out there. Most people uh, most people like it or at least uh, can yeah. tolerate. You know? um, yeah. At some place, Apples, the uh, I, I might pull the banjo out and people might go running, but that's uh, yeah, well, that's <laughs> I mean, these days pulling banjo out is almost hipster. You know, especially, know. especially in like DC, so I figured oh, yeah. you could probably play there as well. But yeah, we uh, uh, we did. I mean, honestly, when we with with Rock Creek, um, you know, when we started that band. We all lived. I lived in College Park. Um, Sean and Alex lived in Greenbelt and Silver Spring, uh, and then Dave Zalonka was playing bass. He also lived in Silver Spring. So we were we were essentially at DC. You know, most of our the bulk of our gigs early on uh, were in DC, and it certainly. It's funny. It's like a double-edged sword. It's you know, it is kind of like a hipster thing, but it also, some people almost, it's like a novelty. You know, it's like yeah. oh, it's I could I could just yeah. play whatever and people oh and uh, you know, so it's it's cool. I don't I don't ever want to seem like I turn my nose up and you know if anybody wants to listen and, and be interested. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, or, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really mean anything negative by that. It's just more so. It's uh in vogue, you could say. Yeah. Than, no, I just, uh, I, which is cool yeah i'm 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 all about it i'm uh uh you know i i teach lessons i've got i have a 12 year old kid i never would have thought you know that a 12 year old kid be interested in banjo let alone his parents uh encourage it but um yeah it's it's cool man i think there's a lot of uh you know just bluegrass in general you know billy yeah. i think billy strings is doing things that uh i don't think anybody ever really envisioned to be possible for a bluegrass artist uh the the venues he's playing the the amounts of fans he's he's gained over the last couple of years i mean yeah. string and greens i mean the list goes on and on and there's and there's a lot of really awesome acts out there right now that are uh kind of uh pushing pushing yeah. new stuff onto people i think they're doing it in a way that's great because they're not, you know, if you listen to Billy String, you know, he's kind of a, a joke, not a joke, but there's, there's a lot of like snide remarks and like, oh, but, Billy String ruining bluegrass and look at all these hippies. And nah. yeah, I'm like, look at all the people that yeah. are at these, sh- look at all the people that are listening to bluegrass that would have never, you know, ever come across it. So I'm, yeah. I'm always, I'm, I'm all for it, man. Yeah, man. Uh, ticket sales, dude. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. wow, yeah, I mean, what do you, what are you going to argue with? Like, you're going to get mad that people like paid money to come see a show. Yeah. Like, and hey, that's, that's know? how you got, you know, and he's doing that really, really well. He's, I, mean, I think he's going to like, got like a European tour and he, he's Man. all over stuff. So I'm, I'm not gatekeeping in any, in any, in any way, shape or form, you know, if somebody, and that it's even funnier to me to see, and it's kind of like an old timer thing. I think bluegrass has a little bit yeah. of a reputation being gatekeeping and you know that ain't no part of nothing and yada yada but i think that exists in every genre at least the ones yeah. that i've been a part in which is quite a number <laughs> yeah no so. i mean it's definitely not exclusive to bluegrass it, it's funny to, to yeah. kind of see back but at the same time like i don't know go listen to billy strings i mean yeah he does some some funky stuff and might might be a little bit outside the box but like a lot of his songs and a lot of his shows, i mean they're old school bluegrass i mean they're, yeah. they're just playing bluegrass really awesome um so for me i'm just like you know the more people and and i mean that's i've i discovered bluegrass kind of like i was listening to yonder mountain string band and jam bands and 
kind of went backwards. You know, I've heard that first and then kind of delved into the history and all that stuff. So I, I think, I think 20 years from now, you're going to have a lot of, a lot of kids and a lot of people that, you know, Oh yeah, I, I heard Billy Strings and then fell in love with bluegrass and, you know, hopefully they're, they're still listening and playing or supporting, you know, down yeah. the road. I'm, you're not going to catch any, any, any trash talk for me, anybody that's selling tickets and, and that, yeah. you know, I'll, that's better for everybody, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know me anyway, I like the crossover, the spillover, whatever between genres and you know even if you are like as a personality or as a band really really dialed in to your own genre and like the most bluegrass possible for instance or the most punk rock i still think it's cool to have bills with likes like uh when we did the fest and you guys i think were the only i would yeah you guys were definitely the only bluegrass band but that like made you stand out so much yeah. more in a cool way like because i don't yeah. think it's always totally expected but um you know i like no, doing stuff like uh, that yeah i i couldn't agree more we well first of all then we had a great time at that festival that was a that was a good time um but yeah i mean we we like talk but we still talk about that because we you know it's you just never know what you're getting into you know you're the only type of this band in our lineup you know yeah. and, and every time we've done that we've always just been like, that was great. Like that we were super appreciated. You know, people, people are almost genuinely more interested. They're like, Oh, you know, what is, what is right. this? We, um, we played Hamden Fest in Hamden, Baltimore. I don't know if you've yeah. ever, it's pretty eclectic neighborhood. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's know? a great neighborhood. We yeah, play some shows there awesome. time to time. Yeah. We kind of, we were in the same boat. They were like, you know, we don't have any bluegrass and like, would you be interested? And we're like, sure. And you know, I think, I think the band before us had, uh, they had a guy with a paper mache TV over his head, you know, like wild out there stuff. And then the, the guy that was after us was a, uh, a puppeteer. He had big puppets and did yeah. this, but it, you know, it was just the complete randomness of it. But when we got up there, you know, everybody was eyes on us. Like we put on a kick-ass show and we had, you know, a lot of people come up to us afterwards and same thing. Like, Oh, I didn't, I don't listen to bluegrass, but I like that. Or, you know, I'm going to go home and listen to you guys and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think that I think going to a, a full day of music and seeing, you know, a bunch of different stuff or, you know, it just keeps, keeps her from getting stale. I love bluegrass as much as anybody, but, you know, you go to a bluegrass, traditional bluegrass festival or something and, you know, by the end of the day, it's all kind of a mush. Um, so I'm <laughs> yeah, all, exactly. But that could be said, too, of any genre. It is. I think um, uh, varieties, varieties, the spice of life. So, I mean, I think that that can hold true to some music. I don't think like obviously I don't think it's ever going to go away where the mainstream idea is to have a pop fest an EDM fest a country fest or whatever and stick to the thing but I have been excited to kind of notice around the country like being there being like a little bit more of of eclectic lineups and festivals and concert promoters like actually starting to think that way yeah I mean there's a jam fest now uh, the big one that has um mastodon on it yeah this year yeah uh, it's like it's cool to see i think that's a that's a good trend that you know music festivals doesn't have to be xyz um and you see it with blue i mean even bluegrass festivals like i think i mean my favorite festival is del fest out in cumberland every year Um, nice that's that's you know obviously that's a strong bluegrass uh you know They've got a, a lot of bluegrass, but even even in the past couple of years, you know, they've started to branch out, and it's 
it's no longer just a strictly bluegrass festival. I mean, my, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, it's, it's, it just gets stronger and stronger. You know, why pigeon yourself? Why pigeonhole yourself into it? You know, you've got to be this, you've got to be that. Like, good music is good music, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So I think people are more open minded too than maybe they ever have been in that sense. Yeah. I think, so, I think that's the thing that's happening. So. But yeah, man, um, obviously, kind of, uh, we wanted to do this. Uh, for the new song that you guys yeah, are releasing. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. And also if it's part of an album, I mean, I feel like we yeah, get into that. No, so, uh, it's funny, man. It's been two years since I was on here last. And I was, you know, I always like, man, I should have had some like music to share. <laughs> you know, <it's> been, <laughs> oh it's yeah. Been a... Did you not? No, I can't remember. It's, okay. it's funny. man. I, um, up until this year, so January of 2023, I had never stepped foot in a studio. I had, we had not, you know, we had like live recordings and, and stuff like that, but we, we really had not spent any time um, trying to record or do anything like that. And then within the past, I mean, what are we in May now? So five months I've now done, we did a full, or we did an EP with Rock Creek Revival. Um, we did the Kensington sessions with Bilgewater. Um, and then I've got two buddies, Dave Salonka and Eric Avey, who are both, uh, putting out recordings that I've gone and played on. So it went from, you know, never, never doing anything and not knowing any, not knowing anything about how the recording process works to, I still don't know anything, but at least I've done it. Um, you know, yeah. a couple have, have worked my way around it and stuff like that. But yeah, the big one, uh, it's a song, I guess the, the first single off of, uh, Rock Creek Revival's EP. So we ended up doing six songs, uh five originals one cover um and we recorded that at uh, mystery ton studios which is uh right outside of frederick like monrovia area okay. uh, a guy named Kenny eaton he does he actually does a lot too much bluegrass he's done a few of late but he's he's actually had a lot of success as like a heavy metal uh like recording uh, heavy metal bits that's that's kind of interesting like yeah yeah it would uh I, again, like I went into this whole process, not knowing anything, you know, I didn't, I was like, where should I record? And what should, you know, so I didn't, I didn't know anything. So I, I kind of crowdsourced a lot of that. I asked all my bluegrass buddies and musicians, you know, what's a good studio, what's a good rate, you know, what, what have you heard? And, uh, I, I got pointed to this guy's direction by multiple people. Um, yeah. so it was like, okay. And you know, he was, he was like, I don't do much bluegrass, but you're, you know, here are the ones that I've done like plate scrapers are pretty popular band out and they're out by me but he's done their last uh, two albums i think um so it was it was cool we did three three days you know blocked off we had three eight hour days and um you know it's funny we didn't i didn't know what to expect um you know how we were going to track it and you know there's all kinds of variables when it comes to that stuff especially i mean i assume for everything but bluegrass you know it can be you know, do you want to record the backing first? Do you want to dub your solos in? Do you, you know, how are we going to do it? So it was all, we were all kind of flying by the seat of our pants. But um, at the end of the day, uh, I'm super happy with it. You know, I, I just, uh, it went live. So I've, I've been super happy with the, the process. Um, we got it mixed and mastered by a, a fellow named Will Shank, uh, who lives out in, pretty southern Virginia, but he's he's very well known in the bluegrass world for mixing cool. and mastering and recording 
but he was like a big help because again i knew nothing so i was kind of like hey yeah. here's some record what do i you know and so he's been a will has been a great kind of guide to help me get how to do it right and stuff like that so that was the the rock creek and it's a self-titled ep so you know anywhere you get music if you search rock creek revival that, that'll show up there but we were um that one was you know six seven years in the making so it, was, yeah. it felt good it felt good to finally see it out there and uh you know not that we, not that it wasn't an enjoyable process but you know it's like all right we're we're done with this we got it out there this is good um so yeah that one that one should be cool i think you know for us as a band that was kind of our next step we were reaching a lot of venues we were talking to you know first thing they asked is you know what's your spotify and you know right. i'm bad um you're cutting out a little bit uh connection kind of got lost there um, i should be yeah, so, is that good yeah you're back now okay i think i got most uh, of the audio but um did you say that you recorded a full album or that you so that's that was our six song ep See, that's okay all right it was borderline. We were like, "Can we get two more? Can we can we do an album?" But uh, I'd pretty much call that an album. Yeah, so. I was we were toying with it, and we you know we end up which is being like, "All right, it's a self titled EP. Here it is." But yeah, I really like it. It's you know, like I said, it's five original songs, which um, for us was cool because you know we a couple years ago we we were just strictly playing covers and not not really writing our own music or anything. So to to go into a studio and see some of those songs come from you know, just a, an idea, you know, some lyrics on a piece of paper and then you hear the finished product and you're like, that's, that's cool. I could get yeah. used to, to doing that. So yeah, that one, that one I'm super excited about. Um, and then there's, like I said, there's Kensington studio sessions. Uh, that was with, uh, my, the other band Bilgewater. Um, mm. and those, I mean, I've only seen one of them so far. There's one released if you go on, uh, the Kensington page. And we also, I, we actually took that audio and uh, cleaned it up a little bit and then put that out on Spotify and Apple music and all that stuff too. So uh, there's a single from Bill's water out there. There's an EP from, from rock Creek revival, um, which, which I get both things super, super happy yeah. about super. Um, and then coming in May, uh, one of my good buddies, Dave Zalanka, he uh, used to play bass with rock Creek. He does a lot of solo stuff and fill in now. Um, but he he's a phenomenal songwriter phenomenal guitar player and he he's had all these songs kind of just sitting around for years um so he finally decided to record an ep and uh he went up and did he played bass guitar mandolin lead harmony or lead vocal and harmony he recorded all of his parts by himself yeah. uh up in a cabin and then i came and put some banjo on top of that so that's uh that's gonna be like an eight song album all originals um that should be out sometime in may and i think he's calling it something uh because people kept asking them do you have anything out there so here's something was the yeah. was the thought but yeah super excited about that one and then i actually the last recording thing i did um was not with the banjo that was actually with the cello um which i haven't i hadn't really played a whole lot uh, i grew up playing cello did it in high school and um, just kind of got burnt out, but I managed to become the owner of a very nice cello. My my aunt uh, gave that to me, and it's just kind of been sitting around. And I had a buddy 
uh, ask if you, I knew any cello players, and I was like, well, I have a cello, so. Um, yeah. But that's my, my Eric Avey is a good, very good musician out of Pennsylvania, and he's got. It's uh, it's definitely not bluegrass. It's a twelve-piece ensemble with horns and trombones and yeah. drums and all kinds of stuff. So that that was fun for me because that's very that was a very different uh process than the than banjo and you know bluegrass so it's nice to branch out those those are going to be like very nice videos and he's going to get the whole thing um mixed but that should be out there in the world within the next month or two so yeah man it's just been cool it's uh it's been cool to just finally throw a bunch of stuff out there and you know if people like it they like it if they don't they don't but um you know I, i'm i'm happy with what we've put out there in the last couple of months for sure yeah, well, obviously I'm going to put this new song on here and uh, we can talk about it. I should also mention that um, I don't know if it should be surprising to me or you. I mean, it is a little surprising to me, I guess, in the sense uh, you are still top three uh, most streamed really? episode out of oh. out of 199 so far. You yeah, are all right. your only beat out. You're only beat out by Eli, who hosts a uh, nudist music EDM festival. Oh, wow. um, and then me and my brother, for some reason, is the most streamed episode. So, um, right. yeah. You're... Cool. I have to, that's, that's some big shoes to fill. Hopefully this one does, <laughs> does numbers. Well, whether it does or it doesn't, I guess it's good to know that you're, uh, you know, you know, sought after. That's not sought after. Well connected, <laughs> I yeah, guess. Maybe it's a better way to say it. it cool to yeah. hear you know most of the um, time i'm rambling on i don't know if people really uh care or whatnot so it's it's cool that some people have listened to that hopefully uh you know some people listen to this get the word out there and uh spread the music um the other thing the other thing that's i wanted to get out there it's cool i don't know if we have any listeners out there in colorado but uh we yeah. rock creek in uh, june uh, i think it's the Fifteenth or sixteenth is our first show, but we'll be out in Colorado for I think it's about eight days doing five or five or six shows. So that's, oh, that's awesome. That's been, you know, um, yeah, that was our kind of bucket list things were yeah. record music, put it out there, and let's go somewhere cool, uh, you know, and play music for a week or two. So <laughs> yeah, one thing I would do if I were you um, is use this episode in particular um, on Facebook or any other random place where there's, you know, an online event or something. And just what I like to do is drop the link to some of these episodes into that, like, event page or whatever. So people, uh, yeah. a few people, you know, might be able to click on it and check it out. And you never know. Something. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll definitely definitely do that. We don't, uh, we're going to try to drum up some interest out there. I've got some, got a lot of family uh, and friends out there. And I got some, some fellow bluegrass musicians out there that, um, have been yeah. helped us out and got us some got us some gigs at some cool places. So that sh that should be a fun fun little uh, summer trip for us. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Are you guys all piling in the van, or are you like flying or something? Uh, we're doing two cars because okay. none of us have a Big none enough. of us have a yeah. <laughs> we have a giant bait. We have you know Chris Art. Yeah, I was bait. thinking I was like, you guys don't really have a drum kit, so that's good. But then yeah, you get the, the big the ass up. Bait. Up, upright bass is no joke so yeah that, that um, thing will take up some but yeah it'll be fun man we're um we're just old school we're camping on the oh nice some big, 
up in Rocky Mountain National Park for a day or two. So it's a, I call it like a half vacation, half tour. You know, we're going to go to a yeah. cool place and, and, you know, maybe we'll make some money. Maybe we won't, but, uh, you know, it won't cost us a whole lot of money. So that's the win-win in my book. Yeah. That's kind of the, where I hope to get, you know, mostly when I go places with the band, it's like, you know, hopefully you make some kind of money. And so it's almost like maybe a bit of a wash. But, yeah. That's basically at. We, uh, we're pretty lucky. I have, uh, like I said, I have family out there. So my, I got a cousin who's got a nice big basement that they offered to, for us a spot to save for free. So not paying lodging, which is nice. Um, you know, kind of doing everything on the cheap. And then, um, like I said, I got hooked up. There's a Colorado's booming, you know, for bluegrass. There's yeah. a lot of, a lot of good pickers out there. A lot of people that really like it. So, yeah, it wasn't wasn't easy, but you know, once once I got in contact with the right places and stuff, you know, they were yeah. all about bluegrass. Ended up being, I was a little nervous. You know, I don't, I never booked a show, not, you know, Around not here. here. Yeah, a little bit of a, a leap of faith, but um, they ended up. People were super receptive of it, and um, yeah, I I got my fingers crossed. I think uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun, regardless of the, the money fans. It'll, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure we'll have a good time. So. Oh yeah should be awesome i've noticed too if you just kind of i don't know it's the if you build it they will come scenario or whatever if you just like pick your dates and just be like this is when we're gonna be here and you know obviously it's cool if you guys are busy or booked or whatever but i always feel like that's a better strategy than being like hey can i ask about your entire calendar of no i I found that i found that kind of early i i do all the books for, for most you know i do most of the booking for two bands now and then my stuff so i feel like at this point i've got a decent handle on uh you know what people want to hear here yeah. what people don't want to hear and see that for going on you know, you, hey, i'm leaving this date we're coming back this date like right. what can you do you know, in the middle here and then you kind of build it um as as they become available but it was yeah it was, in, it was a little bit of a you know shuffling some dates and some back and forth and finding out different places but um you know that's the first time i've done it it's the first time we're going to do it so i feel like we'll we'll definitely have a good time and then you know next time we do it you know we'll be that much better and have much more experience and you know more stuff to to offer but yeah like i said man i think uh, things have been going in the right direction uh for, for both bands honestly so i've just been just ride it out you know as long as, long as i can i'll keep playing until somebody <laughs> tells me to stop. <laughs> uh, i think tell, people telling you to stop is even more motivation to play <laughs> uh yeah actually that's true <laughs> they'd have to make you stop i'd probably so. just play, play louder so <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's cool is there any particular storyline uh behind the new song or maybe just an anecdote about it uh, well so it, the, the single that i sent you over there that uh seems to be the, the most popular one off the album uh is actually the only one that's not an original um but uh it's uh, take me back to the country that's uh, a song written by larry rice uh, the brother of you know tony rice the probably the best known uh bluegrass guitar picker uh of all time but he had some really yeah. talented brothers as well um but yeah it was a it's an old song from the 70s um i actually heard it redone uh there's a fella who i like a lot named arthur hancock uh used to be in a band called the Wooks. he's in a band called wolf pen branch now um 
they redid, he redid Take Me Back to the Country um, and kind of put this, he had drums and electric guitar and a funk beat kind of behind it and kind of remade it. Yeah. Um, I had heard that version um, along with the older bluegrass one. Uh, and we, what we did was kind of a hybrid. We, you know, we, we funked it up really good. We had the mandolin uh, chunking real hard and giving us a good, nice. and then uh, we had a dobro man uh from baltimore is a phenomenal dobro player he sat in with us on i think three maybe four of the six tracks he's on including that one um and then we also had uh renee bennett who's a super super accomplished uh fiddle player sat in with us on a couple of songs including that one so that was a full six-piece band uh recording that and then i uh I did the vocals on it, and my I have a, another good friend, Samantha Press, who's a uh, singer-songwriter out of uh, Bedford, Pennsylvania. Uh, we crossed paths last yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to ask about her in the track. Yeah, she's great. Um, she is, uh, I would say, up and coming, but she's already kind of there. Uh, she's, um, like I said, she's only been doing music for maybe a year or two, playing out live. Um, but he, in my opinion, she's got some of the best pipes uh, out there and uh her and i her and i had done some duo stuff and um it it was actually funny how it happened i i was supposed to record my vocals uh at that studio the the initial recording and of course uh i lost i completely lost my voice the week of recording (laughs) Uh, so luckily that was the only track that i was going to be singing on so we were able to get all of it done um, and then afterwards I had to kind of figure out how I was going to record these vocals. So I ended up taking them to the guy who mixed and mastered because he also has a studio. Um, so I recorded there and I had Samantha, you know, we met, it's about two hours for each of us. We met at that studio, um, and recorded those the vocals. Um, and then he started mixing and mastering the album, but yeah, that was kind of like our, our grand masterpiece. You know, we got yeah. seven, people, seven people on the song. I think it's, uh, it's not your typical bluegrass groove. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. definitely not not a standard song. Um, so I thought it was a pretty cool representation, um, you know, of what we can sound like. And not, you know, not every song sounds the same. It's it's a it's a nice change of pace for the album. Um, that's kind of why we decided yeah. on it single. But yeah, yeah, give it a spin. Let me know what you think. But I uh, most most people seem seem to like it. And, you know, I, I I like it. I still can't yeah. believe you know five years ago I wasn't I didn't sing at all. I. Uh, I just strictly played band, so to hear to hear your voice as a as a lead vocalist is a little bit a little bit trippy. But uh, I think oh yeah, I know a lot about that. So. Yeah, the first the first time I'm like, oh, that's what I sound like. Okay, <laughs> but well, assuming you haven't been developing like completely horrible habits uh, singing live, I mean that's the best practice. In yeah, the, in the world. I, so, yeah, more and more with it. It's, um, I don't think about it as much anymore it's not you know at first i think it was really just a mental block uh you know like oh i gotta sing and now it's just yeah, yeah this is this is normal did you part have of a, it. did you have any pointers early on anybody in the band kind of give you some tips or did you just kind of figure uh, it out or i would say the best tip i ever got uh i'm not sure if you're familiar with moose jaw bluegrass uh but they're down in anderonal county they uh my good buddy addison bartlett uh is a mandolin player and lead singer he's probably my yeah. favorite that I've ever played with actually he's he's got a phenomenal voice but uh I think he was filling in with us early on and he just looked at me and he was like you just got to say it with your chest brother like mm. if you're gonna mess up mess up big like if you're like whatever if you fumble the words or whatever like 
it's going to sound 50 times worse if it's wrong and timid. Like, don't yeah. be timid. Like, just belt it out. Say it with your chest. If it's wrong, it's wrong. But it looks a lot better when you're confident, you know, oh, yeah. and have, have some balls behind it. So that that's always stuck with me where, like, I may not have the, the best tone. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, you know, not in tune to this night or whatever. Or I'm not feeling it or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm always just like, just give it your all. Just, you know. It sounds kind of cliche and corny, but like it's. I know a lot of people that have started out singing, and it's like, man, you sound great, but you, I just can't hear you, or you're not, you know, you're too far away from the mic, or you're 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 yeah. up at live shows or something like that. So, from the get go, my my whole thing with singing has just been been conf, you know, be confident, fake it till you make it, you know. It's and I think that's helped because, I, like I said, I don't, I don't really. I don't get nervous about it. I'm not, you know, I'm not worried, you know, obviously yeah. I'd like, I want to sound good, but I'm also, you know, this is what I sound like. So that's, <laughs> this is, this is what you get, you know? Yeah. Comes off as uh, authentic. Um, what's up with the, uh, the medals and the uh, race tags behind you? Have you been running some races? I have, I have not. I'm at my, uh, my old lady's apartment in Annapolis okay. right now. He's an avid runner. I, uh, I, you will never you, catch. You it. are kind of skinny, so I could see you like <laughs> maybe being a, a runner. I don't know. Uh, I ran track in high school. I don't. I don't dislike it, but uh, I do. Yeah. I'm still. I'm. A, I'm a farmer, so I still. Um, I at least that's how I justify it to myself that I do manual labor right. every day. <laughs> I don't work out, but um, I don't know. We'll see how. We'll see how I'm feeling in, in a couple of years. But yeah, she she's a big runner. She's just did a Rehoboth half marathon a couple uh-huh. weeks. Ago. Nice, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Beach is always fun. How about you guys? Got a lot of playing down at the beach at all this summer? Actually, uh, that's what I was discussing with the band prior to talking to you. So we're nice. work, working out the weekend, Cape May, nice. and uh, Ocean City. So nice. we're finally cracking into the circuit just a little bit. You know, nice. um, yeah, it's a tough one. Tough one to crack into. My uh, my old band lives in Rehoboth, um, so I spend. Not as much time as I'd like, but um, yeah. you know, down there quite a bit in the summer. Um, and I've been, I've been trying to break into the scene there because you know that'd be it'd be a great way to spend the weekend. You know, play oh, yeah. a gig, and you know, go to the beach, and we got free place to stay and all that. But it's tough. Um, I think it's a it's a lot more, uh, you know, solo and duo stuff. There, there is full band yeah, stuff for sure. Um, and then you got the whole bluegrass. You know, it's not. Not every place is going to want bluegrass. But I mean, and, you do plenty of the duo stuff, right? So, yeah. I mean, no, I'd, I'd yeah. like to. I'm I'm working on it. That was, you know, like I said, our, our two big goals for this year were record, set up a tour to Colorado, um, and then I have on my kind of personal bucket list there, uh, you know, establish some relationships at the beach and start start working your way into some of those places because I'm all I'm all about the destination shows, man. If I, yeah. If I, if I, somewhere cool and uh i just happen to play music for a couple hours on friday and, and it pays for the weekend and you know i'm i'm in for that oh yeah that's the uh that's the uh, ethos of this podcast <laughs> yeah, that's that's where so... i figured you'd be on board with that <laughs> for sure but um yeah man it's been good uh catching up i know um Seems like I actually run into you a fair amount, almost naturally, being in Frederick so much myself as well. But yeah, um, I'll have to uh, let me know next time you're you're at are you at a thick and thin coming up? I am there. 
That's a cool think, place. We uh, just uh, played there last Saturday. We had a good crowd. We yeah. had a good show. Actually, um, right before I was talking to you, I was texting the the owner because um, they we, we just set up. We're gonna do. I'm gonna host a bluegrass jam there. Um, oh, nice. I think it's third or fourth. I'll have to look up. They'll have it on their Facebook. But for any uh, for any Hagerstown area pickers out there that are that are looking for a jam, uh, your, your Thursdays at Thick and Thin should be should be pretty cool from here. I like that place. They they're good people. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely fun. And um, our drummer Will, he just got an electronic drum kit, which for breweries, man, is just the greatest thing ever. Like, hey, man, uh, one. Um, complain about thick and thin and it's not really to them it's just breweries. it's most brewery yeah they're boomy so we've been it's trying like got, got a cement floor you got big bats you got big glass windows it's it can turn into a, a mush of sound very quick so i've always been uh curious with how how drummers combat that and, and how that... they i will say in my experience they don't yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so some of them yeah, can, the, can the kind of do that... it the sound but, in that room took a while to, to figure out it. We definitely had a few gigs where it was, you know, sounding like Charlie Brown up there and, and not, not able to project. And, and that, yeah. that's a, they're popular too. So they're, every time we go there, you know, it's busy. It's, it's a yeah. lot of talking. It just turns into, you know, we're, we're trying to be louder than the crowd well, and the crowd. <laughs> I actually don't know how long they've been open, but I've only been playing there since they're, the, they're, since the winter. Yeah. And I friend, know, I know that that obviously won't come summer and the weather getting nice they can open the place up as that's, you can with many places and once you can do that and air it out a little uh yeah sound. that's uh that's kind of been our our plan because the, the first like i said i and that's no shade on them I, I love them i'm you know good friends with the owner and very involved yeah. but the first time or two we played there we just were like holy heck man how like <laughs> how would sound good here like this is and i kept saying you know like wait till it's warmer they'll well they'll yeah. open up they want us on the patio so we've been we toughed it out like i said last time i think we kind of we made some sound adjustments um and we, we were able to kind of get it dialed in but yeah they care about music a lot which is cool and they've been mm. they approach about doing the jam um and all that stuff so it's been uh it's been cool to to see that place i mean they i think they opened in like october yeah. uh sometime in that so it's been cool to see them kind of get their footing as a as a music venue and um, you know, they're just doing a lot of stuff. I think that bluegrass jam is also going to be accompanied by an axe throwing thing. So I'm like, yeah, cool. Some more <laughs> yeah, fun there stuff. You go. What could go wrong? You know? But yeah, it's always fun. Throw the axes around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so be, well, I like, I like that place, but, um, yeah, man, other than that, I think the, uh, we got a, we'll be in Baltimore this weekend, uh, for the charm city bluegrass festival. We're doing, uh, the late night at the eight by 10 uh we're gonna be opening for fireside collective so that's that's always a really really fun gig yeah that's cool this thing will likely not come out for at least a week until until next week or probably two weeks though i'm uh trying we have anything else uh well if you have gigs like later in may you could mention those because that's probably when that's this will come out so the bigger one we've got um I've got a weekend with Bilgewater where we're going to be playing um, uh, one gig that's been on my radar for a while uh, Berkeley, in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. I'm not sure if you've ever been there or not, but it's a great little town, uh, super artsy, lots of good music, um, lots lots of stuff going on. And they're opening. Yeah. Uh, it's called Trail Depot. It's a you know outdoor sporting goods store. 
uh, selling kayaks and hiking gear and all that stuff. But they're cool. the grand, they're shutting down the street, and I'll be there with Bilgewater. Um, so anybody that's out there, uh, Memorial Day weekend, that'll be a, a fun one. Um, but yeah, we and for Rock Creek, our our website, RockCreekRevival.com. Um, I don't do it because I don't know how to, but it it stays up. And <laughs> it stays up very regularly, and all the shows are on there. We've got, I think we got like sixty or something this year. So we'll be, you know, a lot around, a lot around Frederick. Uh, um, got random Baltimore and DC stuff, and then um, trying to get down to Annapolis a little bit more with Bilgewater. I will finally have Rock Creek down to firm uh, this summer, which nice. will be nice. But, uh, yeah, I'll be we'll be busy. We'll be I'll be all around with the with both bands and doing some duo stuff. So whenever I'm not busy, make uh, you make sure you tell me when you're coming up this way. I'll see if I can't oh. come out and check y'all out. Chances are I might be able to help you out with video again too. Never know. Yeah, so, no, that was great. Man. I uh, um, that that um that that video from Firm turned out awesome. It's been uh, that's like that's like my number one piece <laughs> of pro- material for nice. for doing. Right. I'll appreciate that. Yeah, man, no problem. I'm uh, doing my best to get uh, get the content out there, you know. Yeah, so. no, you're doing a good job, man. It's it's cool. It's uh, it's nice to have some kind of fresh promo stuff, other than you know yeah. a shit video in the corner, or like you know picture a blurry picture someone took. It's I'm yeah. slowly the uh, you know the importance behind good photos, good videos, good website, being yeah. boardings to send people. It I, makes a difference. I finally got tired of paying people, so you know I got the got the cameras, go. I got the the drones, like whatever nice. the whatever the situation yeah, I, calls I've for. Seen a, I've seen a few oh. that that the video I where was you were somewhere in the middle of a field with the drone yeah, on. That was, that was fun. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, yeah, obviously, if you guys ever wanted to try that, um, that would be a fun shoot to try yeah so, i'd be, I'd be um, definitely like i said we're we're trying to kind of make an investment in the band and you know keep momentum seems to be on our side and you know we've got yeah. some coming so i think uh i think the more more cool looking stuff like that we can do um you know i think that's yeah. that's only plenty only gonna help plenty of cornfields out your way so we could uh, yeah, dude, we could easily do it <laughs> house if you want man i got i got i got plenty of space for that <laughs> yeah that's cool. Um, is there anything that I like didn't bring up that you were kind of itching to talk about, or uh, no, think, anything uh, like that? No, nah, I think I got got most of that stuff out there. Like I said, you know, all these anywhere you stream music, you know, give Rock Creek Revival a listen, give Bilgewater a listen. We're doing our best to get that stuff out there, and then um, you know, keep an eye out. Dave Dave Zalonka is going to have some some really cool stuff coming out in May, and Eric Av is going to have some. Uh, some pretty cool stuff coming out a little bit after that too. So, um, you know, I just, I just want to, I, I feel lucky to, to work and play with a lot of super talented people and be involved, uh, with a lot of these things. So the more, the more love I can give those people and, and put the word out there and, and help them out. You know, I, that's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well, like I said, I think you're doing a good job. People seem to be paying attention to, uh, what you're doing. I don't know if it's just because you're in a bunch of projects or what, but whatever you're doing is yeah, working. That's so, so I'm <laughs> pretty thin, but you know, I it's yeah. hard for me to tell to, to people, especially when they're you know talented and my friends and they want me to do things. So I'll uh, I'll probably keep keep doing both as long as I can, and uh, at some point I might might get tired or something, but uh, I'll just just keep playing for now. Hell yeah, it's not the worst strategy. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. So. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking taking the time out and uh, chatting with me here. I've got a rehearsal. I've got to go drive to Silver Spring for and uh, get ready for this weekend. But uh, it was nice, nice catching up. Definitely, um, definitely. Let me know when you'll be in the area. I'm sure I'll be in touch with some some video stuff and whatnot. But yeah, I'll be at Thick and Thin. I, Rockwell has a new location, so I'll they be do. Up, Opens I'll, this Friday. Yeah, Friday. yeah. So I'll be up there at some point. Um, and then uh, I'm at Steinhardt and Idiom once nice. in a while, too. So Sweet. Well, uh, we will most definitely cross paths then, my friend. Hey, you. All, All right, right buddy. It's all uh, good? I'm good. So. All right, buddy. See you. Ha <laughs> ha.